Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Wiki Shuffle, the podcast that puts Wikipedia on shuffle. It's what we do. I'm, you haven't been introduced yet. Pipe down. I'm joined, as always, by my good chums, Chris. Hello. And Phil. Hello. And in a moment, after a short musical interlude, Phil will take us through a random article that we found on Wikipedia. And we have nothing else to talk about this week. No. No. Okay, let's just go on with it then. Letterland. 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 Is that a real place? I don't think so. It sounds like a theme park for kids. A really bad. Educational theme park. Oh, gross. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Letterland is a synthetic phonics approach used for teaching reading, writing and spelling (gasps) to children aged from three to eight years. Is this like the alphabet that you get taught us in um, nursery school and primary school? Where it's like ah. Yeah. How I, I can't even I can't remember. It's been that long. Abacada. Is it though? Because that just sounds it stupid. Abacada. It does sound well, you were like four at the time, so everything you said sounded stupid. Okay. Abacada. Uh. Eh. It's eh. F. 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 G. G. Huh. E. E. It is e. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. E. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> J. Yeah. K. Kicking K. Kicking K. Um, that's an easy one. L. L. M. M. N. Yeah. O. O. Q. P. We're not doing P. Oh, yeah, P. Q. Q. It has to just Q. Because there's no other way around it. Q? No, no. It's Q. No, it's not that. Okay. R. S. T. This is good radio. We'll keep doing it. We've got to finish it. U. Oh, of course. This is really difficult. For me, <laughs> the I'm guessing, and then were were X, Y, Z. Yeah, did it. What are those last three? What yeah. the last X? The, what's X? X is just X. <laughs> and Y? Y. Yeah. Y is yeah. Y. And Z is Z. Or Z if you're American. Could you say Z? Z. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say it, yeah. Because then it's different than Z. It's Z. Okay. <laughs> is this what Letterland is? I'm not even convinced that's what Letterland is, you know. <laughs> Children are taught shapes and sounds of letters by assigning them imaginary names and shapes and presenting them as living in the fictional land of Letterland. Uh, I think I remember something like this. Like, this is like a cat po- poking out from behind a- the letter C. And that's somehow fun for children. <laughs> Letterland characters transform plain black letter shapes into pictogram characters by yeah. translating the full range of dry phonic facts into engaging stories children are motivated to listen to think and to learn these stories explain letter shapes and sounds allowing children to progress quickly to world building 
yeah, reading and writing. It was originally created and developed by Lynn Wendon in 1968 and first published in 1985 and was televised by the television channel Nickelodeon in America between September 92 and March 2001 and in the UK on CBBC between 1997 and 2001. Mm. List of Letterland videos, The Letterland Story, A Letterland Christmas Story, Detective Dippy Duck, (laughs) and Once Upon a Time in Letterland. Why did yep, Detective Dippy Duck get his own spin-off? Because he was well, the most engaging character. Well, Dippy Duck. Duck. Well, audience favourite. Because there's not duck. enough alliterative ducks around. There's not. There's just not. Daffy and Donald, move the fuck over. Yeah. Dippy's here. Dippy the Duck and his detective skills. That's, yeah, they were never... They. I'm, I've sold it to myself. <laughs> Let me have a look for him. Don't have a look for I him. I want to have a look because I might watch it later. You're not going to watch it later. He just looks like a stupid duck. There's oh, nothing that says like that he is a de- detective whatsoever. <laughs> he just looks like a fucking bathroom duck. He doesn't even have a special hat. That's what you associate detectives with. Yeah. List of characters. In 2003, the series was revived with 10 of the alphabet character names changed to less derogatory ones. Oh, God. What were the previous ones? Um, And others receiving minor alterations to their appearances. For example, Hairy Hat Man (laughs) is now (laughs) (laughs) clean-shaven. And his name was changed to Harry Hat Man. (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. Oh, you're Harry Hat Man, aren't you? (laughs) Impy Ink uh, gained multicoloured ink. His ink was dark blue before. How's that derogatory? <laughs> That's not racist, is it? <laughs> to have blue ink. <laughs> the Wicked Water Witch accidentally turned herself into a sappy old walrus named Walter after testing a spell. <laughs> Robber Red was finally arrested and sent to prison. Good. Sometime after that, he it's built his own time. robot. Ro- robot? Robot. <laughs> robot known as Red Robot to do all the robbing for him. <laughs> Your mouth. <laughs> so Red Robot replaced him and he's still doing robbing. Still rob him. Uh, Max's friend Maxine was not always with Max to make the X sound, so it was Max on his own as a standalone character. That's quite sad. <laughs> now known as Fix-It Max. And a new character named Vicky Violet was introduced who is now always seen alongside the vase of Violet's. The pre-2003 character names are known as the classic range. (laughs) Transition stories explaining the changes are available on the official Letterland website. There goes my evening. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is good for kids. I think I I can see the... Hairy hat man. H. I know it's H, yeah. It's working. (laughs) It's sticking. (laughs) Uh, this enables teachers and parents to use a mixture of both classic and new Letterland books without confusion. <laughs> Good God. Okay, so here we have the full alphabet in the Letterland characters. I'm going I'm to go through them fairly quickly. Annie Apple, Bouncy Ben, Clever Bouncy Cat. Ben. <laughs> Bouncy oh, Ben. Because Bouncy, Bouncy Ben. Bouncy Ben is just a casual name for gold, gold balls. <laughs> <laughs> Clever Cat. Dippy Duck, the best one. Eddie Elephant, Firefighter Fred, um, who that's the new Letterland name. He was previously Fireman Fred. Why is he? Why is that? Because Fireman, it's like policeman. It's uh, gender specific. It's gender specific, and that's no good. So they're going to have to change Fireman Sam to Firefighter Sam. Uh, They haven't, though. They haven't, but they're probably going to. 
I'm saying this as if I'm the type of person who gets annoyed by political correctness. I fucking love it. Can't get enough of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, being uh, nice to each other sounds like yeah. a great idea. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Really more annoyed about like the the fireman Sam Cannon. Golden Girl, Harry, Harry Hatman, previously Harry Hatman, or Harry the Harry Hatman. <laughs> oh, that's a bit more derogatory. <laughs> yeah. Impy Ink, Jumping Jim, Kicking King, Lucy Lamplight, who was previously Lucy Lamp Lady. Okay. Right. Munching Mike, Noisy Nick. Previously uh, Naughty Nick. <laughs> I can see why that would rub people up the wrong way. Oscar Orange. Peter Puppy. Previously Poor Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Quarrelsome Queen. Red Robot. Previously Robber Red. Dick. Sammy Snake. Talking Tess. Previously Ticking Tess. And Ticking Tom in older editions. <laughs> what the hell? Uppy Umbrella. Vicky Violet, previously Vase of Violets as a standalone character. Walter Walrus, Wicked Water Witch in the form of a walrus. <laughs> previously Wicked Water Witch. Fix It Max for X. None of those words begin with an X. Yellow Yo-Yo Man. That's yellow. It's getting to the end of the alphabet now. So, Yellow Yo-Yo Man. Yeah, And then the Zigzag Zebra. Of course it is. Which is the most satisfying to say of all of them. I zigzag read them all out. I most enjoyed saying zigzag zebra. <laughs> Let's say it again. Zigzag zebra. Mm. Okay. Learning with Phil. <laughs> I've learned all the letters. Thanks. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Additionally, the five vowel characters known as the vowel men also <laughs> had... <laughs> uh, they had carers simply named... <laughs> Mr. A, the Apron Man. Mr. E, the Easy Magic Man. The I, the Ice Cream Man. Mr. O, the Old Man. Mr. U, the Uniform Man. And oh. their families. Well, they're offensive. The Apron Man. Is that the best they could do for A? That's... Well, what would you do? Well, they'd already the used... Anus Physio Man. <laughs> okay, of course. There was also Zigzag Zebra's cousin, Zoe Zebra. Fireman Frank. Naughty or Noisy Nicola. Jumping Judy. Linda Lamplady, Diana Duck, Munching Mike's Mother, Munching what? Maria. <laughs> Munching Mike's Mother, oh dear. <laughs> Bouncy Ben's Mother and Brothers, oh. Bernie, Blake and Bobby. Oh, it's taking a seedy turn, Phil. <laughs> Golden Girl's Grandparents. Oh, it's taking an even seedier turn. <laughs> Peter Puppy's Cousin, Poor Patsy Puppy. Sammy Snake's Sister, Sally Snake and Ticking Tom. Other characters in the series that are not part of the main cast. Jesus. <laughs> You know what? How you know how I said this was working as like a way to teach kids lies? Mm. It suddenly got very convoluted. And it's yeah, it's a not bit a good confusing. way to teach them narrative structure. No, that's it's for definitely sure. not. <laughs> Other cast members included Long Lisa, Blue Bunny, Grinning Granny, mm. Marvelous Moe, Dopey Dove, Big Bug, Angleman, Grumpy Granddad. <laughs> Angleman. Angleman. I take back everything I said about gold balls. Angleman is the worst superhero of all time. Happy Holly, Gorgeous Georgia, Giant All, Elf Full. Elf Full. I have no idea what that means. Gentle Ginger, The Boot and Foot Twins, Roy, Mr. Teon, and Mr. Meanie. Roy? Roy. Roy. <laughs> just Roy. <laughs> I don't belong in Letterland. <laughs> he just came in for a portal. 
And that, listeners, is how to alliterate. The Pinneted Bitten. Okay. The Pinneted Bitten, also known as the South American Bitten, is a large member of the Heron family found in New World Tropics. Like the other Botaurus bitterns, its plumage is mostly buffy brown and cryptically patterned. Buffy brown? <laughs> buffy brown and cryptically patterned. Though it is a widespread species, it is rarely seen, presumably due to its skulking habits, and much about its <laughs> life history remains little known. Ooh. So there's a, there's a picture of the pinnated bittern, and it's a sliver of a thing. It really is. It, this, if this is the best picture they could muster, you can barely even see it in this picture because it's so well camouflaged against the dry grass. Well, it is cryptically patterned in skulks. Yeah. Like, uh, it does like appear Jack. to be skulking. What? what? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good description. Is it? Cryptically patterned. Am I patterned? Yeah. Crypti- In what way? Cryptically. You don't know what you mean. You mean it as, a, as an insult. <laughs> However you mean it, you mean it as an insult. Well, well yeah, that's what we do. <sighs> Skulking, though. That is an insult, but I think you'd agree that you do that. You skulk. I do skulk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll give you that. The pinnated bitten is a large heron measuring between 25 to 30 inches with a weight that ranges from 554 to 1,157 grams. Both adults and immature birds are generally buffy, though heavily marked with cryptic patterning. Juveniles tend to have a somewhat more reddish ground colour. The throat is unmarked white, the foreneck is white broadly streaked with pale brown, and the rest of the neck is buff with thin black barring. The breast and belly are white with broad, pale brown streaks. This is a lot of detail, the isn't it? <laughs> Why have they went into so much detail? Yeah. I'd have just said it's, it's brown. <laughs> it's quite brown. There's no need for all this buff. What is the, what does that... Buffy? What's a, what's, is that colour? Kind of a sort of yellowy... Buffy? Yellowy, browny colour. Like this table. Is this a, table buffy? Can, yeah, it's a bit buffy, yeah. Can I use it, it to describe other things? It's a vampire slayer. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's a vampire <laughs> slayer. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Best comedy podcast 2015. <laughs> Fucking hell. I give up. That's good. <laughs> I'm done. It's a vampire slayer. That's know. a good it joke. Was, I've been trying to squeeze it in for a while. You I couldn't work it. out. I, it's I, not even a it joke. It's not even a joke, no. <laughs> you did just eat a Twinkie like a duck. Uh, it wasn't like a duck. It was in a sexually suggestive way. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. If the suggestion you were making is don't ever want to have sex again, then you're worse. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Voice. If flushed, the pinnated bittern gives a rough rock, rock, rock call. <laughs> for fuck's sake. That, that's, that's what, it, what? That's what <laughs> listening want to know. They want to know what we think a, a pinnated button bitten sounds like. Rock, it was rock, a good rock. See, you didn't quite put your heart and soul into put it that second time, did you? Rock, rock, rock. Ah, it's a pinnated bitten. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> During the breeding season, the male booms at dusk and into the night. His call is a deep punk or punku. <laughs> Poon-coo. Deep, deep poonkoo. Poonkoo, poonkoo. Yeah, there you go. Poonkoo. Nice. Poonkoo. Yeah, all right. It's mating season. <laughs> I'm getting it. Put a me voice. in the mood. <laughs> the alternate name South American bittern is a bit misleading, as the species is found as far north as southern Mexico, and its range stretches from the Atlantic slope of southeastern Mexico to northern Argentina. Though there are few records for Guatemala and Honduras. <laughs> 
It can be found in a variety <laughs> of freshwater habitats, including dense reed beds and lake borders, flooded tall grass pastures, marshes, and overgrown ditches. The pinnated bittern is largely nocturnal, though generally solitary. It will gather in small, loose groups at favoured feeding areas. I am quite like this this bittern thing. Yeah, you are. I'm actually pretty, pretty similar. When you do gather, it is in a loose group. At a feeding area. At a favoured <laughs> yeah. feeding area. You McDonald's. Skulking uh, around the car park. Yeah. I just got... Um, do do yeah. the sounds. I'm the incredible skulk. Do the, do the punk punk sound. Punk. That's Scottish. <laughs> and that means he's aroused. Yeah. Well, let, let's see how the comparisons continue. When frightened, mm-hmm. it tends to freeze with its body crouched low and its head raised vertically, just high enough to see. Yeah, that's true. It typically flushes only at close range. Estimates of its population and of overall population trends are unknown. Well, the estimate needn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why the actual population I not might even be hazard a guess. Not even going to try. Not even going to try. <laughs> Due to its wide range, it is nonetheless regarded as species of least concern by the IUCN. Ah. So we don't know how many there are. Well, they don't, probably they don't care. That's probably, probably fine. <laughs> yeah. couldn't, couldn't put a guess at it, but probably fine. Its diet is varied, consisting of mm-hmm. fish, including eels, oh, no. reptiles, amphibians, chicks, yes. arthropods, and small mammals. Yes, you eat a lot of nuggets. I eat a lot of small mammals and chicks. The pinnated bittern is a patient hunter, often standing motionless for long periods while waiting for prey to move within range. And here the similarities end. <laughs> <laughs> Patience is not something that I'm familiar with. As typical for Botorinae, but unlike most herons, the pinnated bittern is a solitary breeder. Its nest, a platform or shallow cup of rush stems or other plant material, is typically built among thick vegetation not far above the water surface. The female lays two to three olive-brown eggs and is thought to do all of the incubation. Pinnated bitterns are almost exclusively wet-season breeders. The Beggar's Benison. Okay. Okay. The most ancient and most puissant order of the Beggar's Benison and Maryland, Anstruther, better known simply as the Beggar's Benison. Better name, I think. Was a Scottish gentleman's club devoted to the convivial celebration of male sexuality. Oh, that sounds fun. It was founded in 1732 in the town of Anstruther on the Firth of Forth and is often mentioned in descriptions of the libertine culture of 18th century Britain. Okay. Okay, that's fine. So it sounds like a club. For horny Scotsmen. For horny Scotsmen. Who wouldn't want to go. Exactly. Sounds lovely. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> the full title of the club is The Most Ancient and Most Puissant <laughs> Order this. of the Beggars, <laughs> Benison and Maryland, Anstruther. The words still don't make any sense from the second reading. Right, no. let's, let's break it down. The most ancient. It's really yeah. old. So okay, really old. It. Yeah. And most puissant. Smelly. What, is, that, is that what puissant means? That's a guess. It sounds, sounds like a word for smelly. Right, I'm, I'm Googling it. Puissant. P-U-I-S-S-A-N-T. Oh, that is so puissant. Puissant is either potent or Smelly. stiff. Potent or stiff. Smelly and hard. So it's <laughs> it's old and stiff, this Scottish gentleman's club. Ah, so maybe that just means it's set in its ways. 
of the okay. Beggar's Benison and Maryland, where the word Maryland is a euphemism for the female body. <laughs> Not a very respectful one. Huh. <laughs> Used often in erotic literature. Okay. Oh, okay. The word Benison means blessing, and according to the founders, the club's name came from a story about King James V, the good man of Balangish, who, and there's a quote here, in the disguise of a bagpiper was journeying to the East Nuke of Fife, failing to cross the Dreel Burn in spate, a buxom gay lass came what? to the rescue, <laughs> tucked up her petticoats and elevated her sovereign across her herdies <laughs> to the opposite bank. <laughs> Enamoured with the high favour, his majesty in return gave the damsel her fairin' for which the good man got her benison. I'm right. A lot of my family is Scottish, and I have very little idea what that paragraph meant. See, no, this is the thing. I think I've, I've got an idea of what's going on in the story. It's like when you know a little bit of French. So like, <laughs> I, you know I a get, little bit of smut. I know a little bit. Of, I know what some of the. I don't know what what the sovereign is. I can take a guess though. Why? Why she's lifting her penny coat, petticoat to reveal her sovereign? I take a guess at what that is, but I wouldn't have called it that. <laughs> Across her herdies. Uh, to the opposite I, I don't know why I had to travel across the. I don't know is that a bridge the woman blessed him with the words may your purse ne'er be tomb and your horn eye always in bloom I know what horn eye means I can have a good guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in bloom that's unpleasant so may your prick nor purse ne'er fail you mm-hmm. is the, the mascot of this club activity so what did they actually do I don't know that I want to know <laughs> I don't know that I'll understand, so (laughs) (laughs) so talk away. The club was formed in 1732, but only formally established in 1739. It existed until 1836. You've got 100 years of this going on. Uh, Imagine that the original members. So they must have done a a recruitment drive as time went on. That's not nice, is it? The club's members, drawn from the upper classes of society, dined and drank together, exchanging obscene songs and toasts. (laughs) Much of their discussion revolved around sex, and there were often lectures on sex and anatomy. Lectures? (laughs) Lectures? I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds like a... (laughs) There were also sometimes naked posture girls... For the members to look at. (laughs) They also are thought to have indulged in rituals of collective masturbation, which formed part of the initiation ceremony. Ah, that's how they recruited people. During the initiation, do we want to know more about the initiation? I'm going to regret. Yeah. We're going to learn more about the initiation I still don't really understand the point. So, what, what do you mean? Well, this is before you could even find your porn in bushes, you see. Oh, you had to go to the clubhouse. You had to go to the clubhouse. (laughs) It's just sexy fun time. Sexy fun time, yeah. During the initiation ceremony, a new member was prepared, in very worrying inverted commas, (laughs) by the recorder and two helpers. During the initiation ceremony, a new member was prepared by the recorder and two helpers in a closet by causing him to propel his his penis until full erection. When thus ready, he was escorted with four puffs of the breath horn (laughs) before the brethren or knighthood and was ordered by the sovereign to place his genitals upon the testing platter. Oh, not the testing platter. (laughs) What the hell? Which was covered with a folded white napkin. So they're going to do magic? 
<laughs> Here's a sample entry from the club's records showing a typical meeting. Ah. 1737, St. Andrew's Day. Oh, why are they sullying St. Andrew's Day? <laughs> 24 met, three tested and enrolled, all frigged. <laughs> <laughs> That's a busy day at the clubhouse. The doctor expatiated. Mm. Two nymphs, 18 and 19, exhibited as heretofore. Rules were submitted by Mr. Lumsdane for future adoption. Fanny Hill was read. Tempest. Broke up at 3 o'clock a.m. That's the minutes to the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of someone taking minutes. All frigged is... That's a fabulous Presumably they had to read them out at the beginning of the next meeting just to make sure they were an accurate depiction of what took on. Fanny Hill was read, which I imagine is another piece of... um, Erotic literature. (laughs) Literature, I think, is is the name of it. (laughs) The club opened a chapter in Edinburgh in 1766. A newspaper advert from 1773 has also been identified, advertising a meeting in Manchester. A chapter was even mooted for St. Petersburg in Russia, but it is unknown if it actually met. In 2002, David Stevenson, Emeritus Professor of History at the University of St. Andrews, published a a scholarly book on the beggar's benison. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wiki Shuffle. Um, as a break from the norm, we are going to talk about podcasts because today, no, wait, when is when is this? When is day? When is day happening? Today is the 29th of September, the day of release. No, it's not. Oh, shit, stop spoiling the magic. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. Believe in magic, Chris. I do believe in magic. Um, the 30th, Wednesday, is International Podcast Day. Who decided that, then? Some guy. He decided. And now it's International Podcast Day, which is a day where we can all celebrate the wonders of podcasts. We have to give gifts. I what would like ri- a gift. What are the rituals associated with International Podcast Day? I think it's maybe is the it second year. <laughs> it's not yet. Every second year? No, I think I think it's in its second year. Oh, it's every second year. <laughs> International Podcast Day, every second year. No, please just shut up for a minute. We're going to recommend... <laughs> Some other pod, just in case you're getting a bit sick of this one, we're going to recommend some I, other I, I podcasts. Hang on, I don't really understand why. I'm okay with doing that because there's some podcasts out there I love and would love to recommend. But why is it International Podcast Day? Can you explain because that? Because there to has me to be detail? an international day for everything. There's an international sausage week. Okay, <laughs> so, let alone day. There's lots of different so, types of sausages, though. Yeah, exactly. But every day, every everything that exists needs its own international day and today or tomorrow just happens to be podcasts okay so let's recommend some let's share the love because why not you're a bit bit too accepting on that just being a thing Mm. that you're just being fed that (laughs) by the man yeah but that's fine no i'm I'm on board i'm on board people should like podcasts more yes they should so you can begin phil okay i like listening to podcasts because is that what we want here? No, you want me to list I want you to podcasts. just name Tell one podcast that you would recommend for now. We'll, we'll, we'll go around in turns. Okay. Well, the podcast that I've most recently started listening to that I've quite enjoyed um, has been a fellow um, UK Podcast Award nominee, um, Stacey's Parlour, which I've been listening to, which is basically for... <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> 
I've it got basically falls into the category that lots and lots of podcasts do is people talking about geeky nerdy things and yeah it's done to death but it's done in a very lovely way with some very brummy accents associated with it and it's just quite likeable uh, so I'm going to recommend Stacey's Parlour Chris recommended a podcast uh, I don't really listen to podcasts <laughs> do you listen to any podcasts um, a bit sometimes do you listen so to which us? ones sometimes you, so you only sometimes are there episodes of yeah. Wiki Shuffle that you've not listened to possibly so you listen to wow. Wiki Shuffle and no other podcast I, I like the sound of my own voice <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. Once you've, you know, you've hit the pinnacle there. Yeah. Why would you want to look elsewhere? No, I don't, who can I recommend? Nope. All the ones that we met. All of them. All the ones that we met. Just listen to them. Okay. Um. Well, first off, Adam Buxton has made his return to podcasting. Oh, actually, which go is back wonderful. to me. Okay, go on, Chris. Um, I did used to listen to a lot of Adam and Joe. Good. That's a podcast. Because that is my that's my favourite podcast. That's yes. probably the first podcast yeah, to listen from to. Ten years ago. They are from ten years oh, ago, but they're still so funny. Ten years ago. Ricky Gervais is over ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. The, the National Podcast Day didn't even exist then. Mm. <laughs> I still said some podcast though. Okay. Good. Well done. No, you're right. And uh, the Ricky Gervais podcast and the Adam and Joe podcast are the only podcasts that I re-listen to. And I'd a lot of, and I imagine actually I'm, I'm trying to rein this back now to make me sound better. Um but I imagine a lot of people might have only listened to this one for the first time because if they're maybe on Twitter or something, they don't be in the same boat of this podcast thing where there's not a lot of podcasts that people have got into yet. I feel like I'm in that club. Mm-hmm. Ah, so you still feel like there's early adopters out there. Yeah, I think there is a lot of early adopters. Okay. I, I think we probably have a couple that have listened to just this and maybe the same ones I have. Good. So I'm not going to be snobby about that. I'm sure a lot of people have just listened to Serial and that's it. I bet a lot of people have. I haven't listened to Serial. <laughs> that's very good. So, people, so everybody keeps banging the thing on about with that. That is another one I listen to as well. So actually, I have listened to more than I thought. But Serial, I think now you couldn't listen to. I feel like I've missed the boat. You've missed mm. the boat completely. Because we it was no, week to week. I would listen to it. It, it was it was the tension between weeks where you wanted to know more, but you didn't want to Google it to yeah. spoil it for yourself. Interesting. Uh, but it's good. But anyway, everyone's been speaking about Serial. Anyway, Adam Buxton's back, which is glorious news. Um, but. I wanted to talk about Pistol Shrimps Radio. Pistol Shrimps Radio? You heard What's this? this? No. It's two improvisational comedians from New York, I think, um, who do quite a number of podcasts, but I've not listened to any of their others. But essentially, they go to their one of their girlfriend's ba- uh, basketball team, and they record commentary on the basketball match, and neither of them has any knowledge whatsoever about basketball. <laughs> but they're both quite gifted um, comedians so it, it works see yeah. I like it because that's the kind of thing that you could never get that commissioned on radio because it's such a massive gamble because mm. it's so ridiculous and so niche that you couldn't put any money behind it but through the wonder of podcasting you can just go and just have a go at it another recommendation um, my the first podcast that I really listen to and I still listen to regularly um, is Answer Me This I think it's just a, a fantastically simple format that is genuinely and consistently entertaining because it's got such lovely people at the helm in um, Helen Zaltzman and Ollie Mann. So well done them. for, And they've been doing it for like nine years now, um, but still thoroughly listenable. 
I think what we forget about in the UK and part of the reason why podcasts maybe haven't taken off as quickly here as they have done in America is because we've always had such a rich tradition of national radio, mm. of traditional radio. So the content and the variety of content that is on Radio 4 and the comedy and everything else, they just didn't have that in America, even on their, their public radio stations, which was always sort of very stoic and very serious. Uh, it's always, always just been music programs over there. So having speech radio that's got variety to it doesn't mm. seem that new an idea to us because we've always had um <laughs> way to smack them down like <laughs> americans yeah you've done well you've you've taken to podcasting yeah, which just, is great you just, you just but we haven't late. because we fucking invented it mate yeah yeah no i i totally agree um in fact most of the well not most but a lot of the podcasts that i listen to are radio 4 radio 5 productions yeah still and yeah it's, i well, mean they have the benefit of listen, the the quality of sound and the people that they can get on the bbc yeah, yeah, yeah that well that brings me on to um my other recommendation, which is Desert Island Discs, which... Oh, with the lovely oh, Kirsty Young. With the lovely <laughs> Kirsty Young. Oh. 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 Was that old uh, Kirsty Young impression? It was good, wasn't it? Uh, no. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> how old is Kirsty Young? Because I feel like I like her She's too in much. the 40s, I think, right. at least. Wow. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, Desert Island Discs. Every episode is available online. Every episode. And it's been are? going for 75 wow. plus years. Who's the first one? I'm not sure, but there's. I'm sure there's episodes with... Winston Churchill and uh, and who's that guy? The guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got seventy-five years worth of human beings to pick. Terry from. Wogan. And well, that, that's exactly what I did. I went right back to the start and I just downloaded the ones of the people that I've heard of or was interested in, and I've I've caught up seventy-five years of a week. I didn't show. know that they kept. That's quite. That'd be quite interesting. I quite like that. It's very yeah. It's very good to to be able to listen to something so of its time as well hmm. yeah it's, it's it's interesting especially when you get some as well like i think david amber has been on about eight times and it's has interesting to see his yeah yeah they yeah if, if you come on again you can pick eight new discs which completely is that all it is is it just, completely is it just pisses in the, i don't know I, i've never format. listened to it before i know i understand it but is it just music that they pick or they, they pick, pick eight eight songs yeah um a book and a luxury item good and it's uh yeah it, can be funny it can be fascinating it's well worth i'll give that a have go. yeah just down add the that feed and just choose a know, choose an yeah, episode from someone you know and you can find us on the twitters at wiki shuffle pod facebook wiki shuffle email podcast at wiki postal address wiki shuffle hq 1b the headlands kettering nn 157 er website www.wikishuffle.co.uk Who says www.lgpeople? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I don't like it when people do that. They make like excuses for elderly people. They, if you, right, They've got to I learn. Was, They've no, got to learn. Google. It happened. The www, you never need to put it in. I know, no, I I've know I've done that. jobs. No, but I was using Ooh. the www as a breathing space to remind myself in my brain <laughs> okay. what the rest of the website oh, was. Oh, okay. Age does. And our individual Twitter accounts. Mm. Oh, yeah, we don't mention these often enough, no, do we? we? Don't. I'm at P.E. Sharman. Chris is at Chris Wallace. One, two, three? Yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> I can't remember what. You've just chosen three arbitrary numbers. Is yeah. that... Well, I got on Twitter when it first started, and I didn't think it would be a thing, so I just put it out. Of it. 
Well, there was already if you're 122 Chris Wallace's there before you. It took you a long time. Took if, a you're long time. A, if you're an early adopter, you're supposed to get a good username. Yeah. Chris Wallace is not... Speaking of which, mm. at Duke, J-O-O-K. He did get a good yeah. That's good. Four letters. That's mm. good going. It is. And there's a, um, a musician called Duke who is quite disgruntled that I got his, oh, his really? username that he wanted. So he's called Duke Grime, I think. And um, if you're listening, Duke... Mm. Fuck off! <laughs> has he said so what's happened? Has he been has he been litigious? Has he contacted um, you, or has it been snide comments? No, just he, have there, you was, there was something. A load of his followers. There was mm, something that happened. But he's I'm got always... more followers than him, and he looks like a right twat. Oh, all right, someone might tweet him this. Who cares? Anyway, this has gone on far too long. Join us next week for more wiki shuffles. Bye. 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 Well, you're not recording. Now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.